Let's all go to the bar. Let's head to the bar. Belly up to the bar, folks. Give me a shot. Maybe a beer. Maybe a shot. Maybe a boiler maker. That's a shot in a beer. I'm sure the kids don't know anything about that. You know, I like bars. I do. I like. I like going out. I like enjoying myself. But who wants to go to a bar right now? Are you serious? A bar? This is what we're doing. We're gonna we're gonna head out to the bars. Schools and bars are the topic of this segment on the Alan Carter Radio Program. At this point, we don't know what's going to happen with schools. We just don't know. We have all of these plans floating out there right now. You heard in the news about the TDSB and its plan. It says it needs lots more money, a lot more teachers. And that's just for a hybrid model. That's just that's a hybrid model, not even a full back-to-school five-day-a-week like the premier says he wants to happen. And at the same time, we're saying, okay, we're going to open up these bars and portions of the province on Friday. And then possibly the signaling has been from the government that stage three will happen for other parts of the province, possibly Toronto and the GTA, uh, a week Friday. And that would mean that those bars would be able to open. You know, and asked about it, the premier said, well, hey, I don't drink. I don't, I don't drink, but uh, the premier is confident that bar owners will be responsible and follow the rules. Well, you heard in the news about the investigation now going on at a uh, for a nightclub in King Street. There was a video that you can see on the Instagram, our Instagram page, AM640. And you can see there what happened. There's all people all gathered together. They said, well, listen, you know, we were outside, but then there was a rainstorm and people came in. So check the weather forecast first, folks, before you head to the bar. Because if you have to go inside, well, you next, next thing you know, you're shamed on social media. Can we check the rules? What are the rules for bars in Ontario? Let's just check this for reality, shall we? All patrons, this is according to the government of Ontario, all patrons must be seated when eating or drinking at the establishment. Sit down! You over there, sit right down. Quit having fun. Singing or music may be performed, back to the rules now, singing or music may be performed by a person or group at the restaurant or bar with restrictions, including barriers between the performer and patrons and physical distancing. So just wrap that singer up in saran. Just saran wrap the band. Dancing may only be performed by someone working at the establishment with restrictions. I'm sorry, sir, do you work here? Then you can't dance. I'm sorry, Kevin Bacon, but this isn't Footloose. Sit down and enjoy your cocktail in quiet, please. Meanwhile, as we're about to do this, this is what's going on in the rest of the country. Public health officials have linked 30 cases of COVID-19 to nine different bars in Montreal since bars reopened late last month. Basically, the government now saying to everybody, all young people in Montreal, hey, if you happen to have gone to a bar in the last little while, why don't you do us a favor and come get tested? B.C. health officials say they've traced a cluster of new cases to two private parties that took place in Kelowna around Canada Day. In Edmonton, there have been outbreaks at four restaurants. That happened in June. That's led up led to at least 40 cases of COVID-19. And multiple people contracted the virus after, vi- after visiting a strip club in Vancouver last month. I'm sorry, ma'am. Do you work in this establishment? Because that's the only way you can dance. I'm just... Uh, you, oh, you work here. I see. Fine. 
What does this all mean in terms of the science? Are we doing the wrong thing here? Is it potential that we could, is there a potential here that we could see a spike because bars are opening? Now keep in mind the timing here. So like a week Friday, Toronto bars reopen. Then you have the incubation period. That's another 14 days. And then possibly if there's a spike there, then that means that the numbers go up right at a time when we actually are going to have to land on a solid plan for school. Is it possible that there's a relation between opening bars now and what will happen for kids come September? Dr. Raywat Dionandon is the epidemiologist at the University of Ottawa and joins me on the line. Doc, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. So is this wise opening bars right now? Wow, that's a tough question. What we're seeing around the world is the new cases, the new explosion of cases in places like the USA and Quebec are driven by bars and other social gatherings. So it doesn't seem like it's the wisest thing to be doing right now, but we're doing it, and so we have to do it carefully and with better planning and better responsibility. Okay, responsibility uh, and planning, those are not things I associate with going to a bar. (laughs) That's right. So the problem with bars, as we know, it's where people go to be intimate with other people, particularly with strangers. And as we're drinking, we're being a little less responsible. It's a recipe for bad things to happen when it comes to pandemic control. And it hurts me to say that because I like bars as well. And as the economy opens up, these kinds of establishments are part of the opening up process. But it's a high-risk endeavor given the inability of people to behave appropriately in in these settings. This is ultimately a situation of, of incentivizing good behavior and disincentivizing bad behavior. And bars have a long history of incentivizing bad behavior. Yeah, no no kidding. I mean, in the before times, if you'd go to a bar, I mean, how often would you see bad behavior? I mean, depending on what bar you go to, it's fairly, it's fairly regular. You, you know, that's exactly what happens in bars. It, do I make too much of a link here about the potential risk to what kind of plan we have for school in September from the bars opening shortly in Ontario? It's a good point to make. And I will say, though, that now is the time to be playing around with these things while the summer hours are before us and while the heat is good and where people can, can step outside as a buffer. So now is the time to try new things with the caveat that we must rush back indoors if things go poorly. The same goes with trying out new programs for children. We can try them out in the summer months so that we know how to uh, do it better in the fall. I do want to say, though, that Sweden, which is famous for its lackadaisical approach, had only a handful of rules for its citizens. And one of those rules was no standing at bars. So even they understood that bars were going to be a problem. So in terms of these rules about, you know, outside, inside, and all these other rules, I mean, does that strike you as workable from a, you know, a viral load point of view? Good question. And I have faith that we have the resources and the ability to deploy the appropriate public health measures. I don't have a lot of faith in people to be actually be able to follow those measures, right? So um, most of our, our issues here are addressable with sufficient money and resources, like the school situation. As we noted, uh, invest several hundred million dollars, and we can probably do this well. The same goes with bars. If we can limit the number of people, if we can put up plexiglass barriers, if we can ensure that no one's standing up, if we can make sure that the bathrooms are well-maintained and have low throughput of individuals, we can do this well. But it takes resources, oversight, and management acumen.
Doc, one last question on kids, because I can't seem to get a straight answer on this. seems like the science moves every day or two about whether or not kids are super spreaders or, or what's the evidence actually tell us about the risks of kids wow. going back to school and then spreading the virus widely amongst older people? So that is the trillion dollar question. So the data seems to be all over the place right now. Some studies say that they're no different from adults. Some say that they're slightly less likely to get it and to spread it, which really doesn't matter. So let's say they are less likely to get it and spread it. Children also, though, have much higher rates of interacting with other people. A child sees a lot more different people than an adult will. So it kind of washes out. Even if they're less likely to get it and spread it, um, they're more likely to encounter more people. And so the number of infections they cause will be roughly the same. So a Controlling the ability of children to serve as vectors for this disease is of paramount concern right now. What do you expect will happen come September? I think we're going to open up full-time. And I like that idea, assuming the caseload is low in the community, because it has to match what happens in the work world. We can't have people going back to work and having no childcare opportunities for them. In absence of a school uh, option, people pay for daycare, and suddenly you've got more opportunities for exposure of children and less oversight. I'd rather have them all in the same place where we can watch them carefully and care for them better. You support the cohort idea, or should we just put them back into the classes, you know, 28 per classroom, as it sort of was before, in the before times? Well, we can't go back to the before times. I think uh, young children should be in school five days a week, but they should be much smaller classroom sizes and a lot of public health investments in the infrastructure. So that means spending uh, an enormous amount of money to make it safe. But that's, a, that's good news, right? We can spend our way out of this, which is better than having to wait for science to cure disease. I'd rather have that option. Doc, I appreciate your perspective. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you. That is Dr. Raywat Dionandan, who is an epidemiologist at the University of Ottawa. It is going to be a tense couple of weeks because those bars are going to open, and I pointed you towards that video. If you haven't already seen it, you can check it out on our Instagram at AM640 of that bar in King Street where it looks like people are inside. There's no masks, tons of people together. There's bottle service. Maybe I'm just jealous that I didn't get invited to the party. Maybe that's just it. Boy, I'm outraged. I don't know. But nevertheless, what you saw there, I guarantee you, I guarantee you by next week from other portions of the province, other parts of the province, we are going to see more videos like that. We're going to see videos like that, people all together in bars, and we're going to be like, well, that that doesn't look right. So hold on to your hat.